0: now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors gear with 11 at 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Get to that in a moment. Great pre-owned inventory as well. All at Sunbury Motors. And don't forget who has Hyundai, Sunbury Motors has Hyundai, and it's a Christmas in July sale for Sunbury Hyundai. Great deals. Check them out. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, keywords 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, play-by-play call of the day. How about a Cubs triple play? Is a diving stop for Brian. He'll step on third, throw to first. Oh, he caught it. Is that a triple play?
0: That's a triple play. A triple play. How about that, Chris <laughs> Bryant? Gets the Cubs out of the inning.
1: Your basic 5 3 triple play. Our play by play call today. It's been a, a tough day here at the radio station. Have any of you uh, ever seen the movie Goodfellas? I've heard of it. Yes. Um, in fact, Henry Hill played by Ray Liotta. Uh, what are the uh, is what Allenwood near
2: us? Yes, about uh, half hour north of here.
1: Yeah, Henry Hill I believe was in Allenwood. It's the Lewisburg or Allenwood. I think it was Allenwood he was in. And Ray Liotta plays Henry Hill. And at one point, he was he, he is discussing the movie Goodfellas with Paul Servino, who plays Paulie, and Robert De Niro. He says, we we're doing well. He says, and we were fine with Paulie because we paid him his tribute, which means getting his cut. It's been a hard day here for us at the radio station. We have to endure it once a year, but we have to pay our tribute to the suit on this July the 30th. Probably the last thing the suit ever expected, that we relate his birthday to a scene in Goodfellas. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> with that, off to Kansas we go. Dennis Dodd, cbssports.com. Dennis, hope everything's going well for you out there.
3: Uh, life in Kansas is very serene. It's raining. There's no football, so that puts me puts me right on par with <laughs> country,
1: so it's a little bit depressing. Yeah, I'd say. At least you're getting rain. We haven't had rain here in a long, long time. Okay, so here we are into the final week of July. I think some people thought they might have some answers going on. It seems like, uh, um, and I've said this to others on the show today, uh, you almost feel like the goal is to play a game. And then the goal after that is to play another game.
3: And I think that's how it'll be. I, I think it's a week-to-week proposition, especially with what happened to the Miami Marlins. I mean, we I really expect that to happen in college football at some point. And I think they're kind of, if we get there with a the season, I think the stakeholders are kind of modeling out that sort of consideration where you have large amounts of bye weeks to, to make up games. Uh, but right now, it's just everything is just is kicking the can down the road. Um, the ACC is meeting. Uh, there may be a schedule format coming out, if not the actual dates. But you know what even mean when next Tuesday the the NCAA Board of Governors uh, is supposed to meet and they they cancel fall championships. They, you know because I don't know if we can play football if that happens. Right.
1: Uh, okay. Uh... Why would that, in your opinion? Because the, the 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 conference the conferences dictate football. So why would an NCAA decision, and it's so the audience understands? Why would the NCAA yeah, decision well, have an have yeah. an
3: influence on that? As with most things in college these days, it's the optics of the say. Right. You know, it's it's the same reason that there's a um, outbreak when the students come back because there will be inevitably somewhere. Well, they have nothing to do with football, but it'll look. These kids are still up there. But they don't have a say in, um, in their working conditions. Uh, they haven't negotiated anything like the pros have. Right. And if the Board of Governors votes no fall championships, then you basically boxed in FBS football. Right. No fall championships, that means no FCS Division II or Division III playoffs. Uh, No no fall championship sports. I suspect that some of those will play soccer, volleyball, what have you, but a lot of them won't because, you know, how do you rationalize no championships and then play a regular season in the middle of a pandemic? And there'll be tremendous pressure again on those stakeholders at that point. You know, why are you the only ones of substance playing?
1: On Monday, the Big 12 is going to have their virtual media day. Uh, yeah. and, and not only that, uh, Dennis, they want to push forward with playing 12 games. Ball State's replaced Iowa and Iowa State schedule. UNLV has now been added to TCU's schedule. What, uh, I'll, I'll start with this. Oklahoma is one of many that, along with Missouri State, to request a waiver to go to uh, week zero. And now they've dropped that. If you want to do it, you can just do it. You don't need yeah. a wa- waiver yeah. anymore. You don't need a waiver anymore. But they did put the request in a while ago. Yeah. They have a bye week after that. It's almost like, hey, we're going to play a game and see how it plays out. What was your thought when you saw what Oklahoma was trying to do? Because that means they have to be in camp this weekend.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of schools are going to try to do this just to get a game in and see what the feel is like. What What's it like? What are we going to have to do um, to get this season in? I'm surprised more schools haven't done it, actually. Uh, so, And then that the big weekends on September 5th, for week one, you know, there's still a lot of wiggle room for the Big Ten and Pac-12, which I think will end up going to ten games plus one non-conference game. They haven't said when they're going to start. Um, I, I think there was a report last week that the uh, the Pac-12 is starting no longer, no late, no earlier than September 19th, and maybe even the 26th. So they're just trying. The guys are just trying to hope this thing dissipates, and there's no indication that it's going to. And I keep coming back to the point that it's not. They, they want to take their cues from the NFL, but the NFL and college football are going to be on parallel tracks. So you're watching the NBA, which starts soon, and baseball, which has already started. But again, the Marlins thing was was horrible. If you're you know thinking about playing football, right? So you're just you're just trying to get. Get some sort of football being played. Well,
1: part of that is uh, the team. A uh, couple of schools that would be in a bind would be, for example, BYU, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. as some of the few independents out there. 132 years of Notre Dame football. Is this a potential step in the direction of being a full fledged ACC member?
3: I guess it's a potential step uh, if they end up playing a conference schedule and. and a full-fledged conference member then you know, competing for, you know, a conference championship and what would be an automatic uh, berth in the Orange Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I, potentially it would be. Someone alerted me, though, to the fact that it may not even happen this year, and we're still waiting for word from the ACC. If, if Notre Dame competes for the championship, uh, it would have to play Clemson twice. You know, it's already got that big game, I think, in November. Yeah. Clemson-Notre Dame. And then if they play in the championship game, I can't see them playing anybody else but Clemson in the ACC. Right. So competitively, that might be a deal breaker. But, but, and I, but I keep coming back to this, and I wrote about it today on the site. If Notre Dame's going to join a conference through the year 2036, <laughs> 2036. It, ha, it has to be the ACC. Yep. Because all those – all those teams in that league signed over their TV rights to the conference Which, where if they leave, yep. if they leave the conference retains their TV rights. That's another way of saying they ain't going to leave.
1: Right, and, that, and by the way that is, when we've talked about this on the show before grant of rights, uh, because I, I'm going to go back, I think it was the Big 12, the first one to do it, yeah. we're getting rated left and right. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah. uh, grant of rights means you sign it over like <laughs> it's not yours anymore unless you're participating.
3: Right, uh, and it's a show of solidarity. It's the SEC's never done it because they never felt like they had to do it. Um, they thought they were united, so they never did that. Uh, the Big Twelve went through it uh, about ten years ago, and they had that big upheaval in, in conference realignment. And you know, uh, Texas didn't sign it because they've got their own network. Yeah, I don't know if Oklahoma signed it because they've got a pretty lucrative g- deal with Fox for their third tier rights, but. But, yeah, it, it's a show of solidarity. And it's really, as, as John Swafford, the commissioner, retires next June, it's one of his greatest accomplishments besides, um, you know, the ter- basketball success, uh, the network, the ACC network. It's getting those teams to sign that up. Where it really takes care of a conference that that isn't known first for football, frankly, uh, and has gotten to be pretty good at it.
1: Yeah, no, no question. And, of course, you know, and, the, Let's never forget the n b c deal because that's fifteen million dollars for right. home games for right. for Notre
3: dame yeah per, and they've had a relationship with n b c since nineteen ninety one but if they did you know if they if they were to play in the conference in football, that money would pale in comparison to what they could earn uh if they shared the revenue now the question becomes will would the a c c let them keep the n b c money and earn conference money. I don't know the answer
1: to that. Let me ask you this this question: Because when Jim Delaney tried to get Notre Dame to go to the Big Ten in nineteen ninety
3: nine, yeah, it
1: was hey, you are either all in or all out. And I know the fa- right. the faculty senate at Notre Dame said yes, they wanted to, to to go to the Big Ten, but when they met in Dublin and the Board of Trustees, they wanted to keep their independence. How do the ACC athletic directors feel about the Notre Dame arrangement? Where, yeah, there's some football games; they're all in on everything else, but not all in on football. How did some ads in the in the ACC feel about that Big East type of arrangement?
3: Well, I th- I think they like it because okay. number one, yeah, well, number one, it sells tickets. Um, you know, if you've got Notre Dame on your schedule, that's and even if even if you don't have them at home, if you have them on the road. That's a good TV rating. Um, it helps the strength of schedule. Uh, it helps recruiting. Come here, and you're going to play Notre Dame. You know mm-hmm. Notre Dame yeah. plays five or six ACC teams every year, so it's. I, I call it. You know they went in half pregnant. You know it, everybody says you can't be half pregnant. Well, Notre Dame is, and the ACC is. So it's a great marketing arrangement. Notre Dame, when the CFP started in, in 2013 found themselves suddenly on the outside looking in they had no guaranteed bowls to play for which which surprised a lot of people so they had to do this deal with somebody and the ACC I think was about the only one willing to let them in halfway where Notre Dame has a scheduling arrangement agreement if you will but still has access to all the ACC bowls in other words I think it's two out of every 10 years Notre Dame can go to the Orange Bowl. Right. Um they have access to all the other lower bowl. Not, not that Notre Dame would need you know need to have that per se, but they didn't have access to to a bowl uh, guaranteed in any given year.
1: Which is by the way the the arrangement they have with the Big East and with the Big East if I recall their arrangement with yep. them that if they didn't qualify for one of the BCS bowls, they actually had the Big East number two bowl, <laughs> and, they, yeah, and yeah. They, they knocked some people out of the number two spot after they yeah. had very good Big East seasons. Yeah,
3: no, I mean that was part of the problem. You're right.
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely part of the problem. It, when you look at um, at. Week zero versus what the Pac-12 is proposing. I think somebody I heard somebody say Cal UCLA would be Friday September eighteenth. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's just roll the dice here for a second. Say say it's a go. What's a better go? Week zero or waiting? In, in your opinion, based on everything you, you well, think. I,
3: given given the fact that none of these conferences are on the same page, I think we're going to see both. I think we're going um, to see a season if we play it all, where. Teams don't play an equal amount of games. We won't know what bowl eligibility means, or what a you know how do you play for a conference championship. I think there's every right. every possibility that the ACC goes to uh, if Notre Dame plays a 15 team league, and the top two teams play for the championship like the Big 12 does, and there'll be different philosophies. Like like I just told you about the Big Ten, that right. Pac 12. I think they want to build in weeks so they can make up games. But the Big Ten hasn't committed itself. They made this big announcement. Well, are you gonna Are you gonna play games in September? Are you gonna go uh, October first? I mean, I've heard of this this uh, model where they just play a few games. You know, since you're only playing conference games, only you can spread them out um, and not have to have 14 games every Saturday in September because of the non-conference aspect of it. So. I think it's all over the board, frankly.
1: Yeah, not only is it all over the board, but say somebody in the Big Ten say they, hey, let's start week zero. You'd have to be in training camp this weekend. So,
3: yeah, um, <laughs> okay. yeah, that's true. And I, I think they start hitting the September fifteenth. Start hitting next week, and I suppose that earlier in the week that would have to be the yeah. October twenty ninth, folks. Yeah, yeah. My
1: my understanding is Oklahoma is going to go right from. Uh, uh, the two week mini camp, that's what I call it. Uh, right yeah. right into a training camp starting on Friday because that's what they're allowed as a training camp to for the opener.
3: Yeah, and I have to say that Lincoln Riley's been a voice of reason in all this. He said from the beginning Yes. I remember asking him in April, you know, what's your drop dead date for starting on time? He goes, We can start we can start in August, give me fifteen or twenty practices, we'll be ready. You know, he he's been really, really good about this. He was the one that said, "Why do we need to come in June first?" Um, they came in after June, after July first, and he yes. was right. Look at all the outbreaks we had. I don't know if it it's coming in June first solved anything, except maybe to mitigate the the spread of the virus. But we don't know that for sure now. Um, a lot of these schools are having zero, very small positives, but you know, and maybe that that maybe that was the advantage. But we don't know it for sure.
1: Uh, finally with the big 12 having its virtual media day coming up on monday what what do you want to drive at with some of your questions because obviously you'll be a participant in this uh, and try and get a feel for what everybody's thinking so what what sticks to the top of your list that you want to get to with these
3: coaches uh, it's going to be very little about football, I'll tell you that. Right.
1: No, that's exactly what I'm no, <laughs> As far exactly as, far as I'm
3: concerned, yeah. Yep. Well, do you, do you think, you know, asking the players, do you think being tested one, once a week uh, is doable? Because that's the NCAA recommendation. Can you discipline yourself not to interact with anyone after that Wednesday test, if it's on Wednesday, 72 hours before the game? Are you worried about your safety, about playing against somebody who has it? How do your parents feel? You feel fairly represented in your working conditions because it is work. It's a fifty-hour-a-week job um, that's been documented. Uh, we can talk about free scholarships till you're blue in the face, but it, it, it is work, and they love—they love playing football. They want to be there. You know, at at what point would you not want to participate? What would have to happen? All those things. I can think of more. If that's off the top of my head.
1: Well, I knew you'd have some off the top of your head,
3: so
1: <laughs> that's why I asked. Dennis, please stay safe. Uh, great respect, as always, for the great work you do. It's always great talking with you.
3: Steve, it's great. Thank you so much.
1: Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. It's the suit's birthday, a message from this station and the Ad Council. All right, uh, welcome. What?
2: (laughs) I must have missed that.
1: It's big everywhere. So the SEC is going to go with, with 10 conference games?
2: Yes, 10 conference games starting September 26th, so they're moving their season back.
1: Hmm. Interesting. But does that mean that that's where they're going to start the conference season? Will they allow them to play non-conference games? Because there were other SEC schools that the SEC was out there trying to schedule some non-conference games. Some of them with FCS. Furman could make out very well of this. See, that's my question. You could play 10 conference games. But does that mean that September 5th, 12th, 19th, you could schedule two other games?
2: Well, Seth Emerson of The Athletic just says it appears Georgia, Georgia Tech will not happen in 2020. So my guess is no, but doesn't really mean been confirmed yet.
1: Wow. Wow. such an emotional game. I watch it every now. I don't. Uh, all right.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia at the 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. And online at SunburyMotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, which I'll get to in a moment. Great pre-owned inventory, fabulous sales staff, lots of deals, tremendous service department. And yes, who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors has Hyundai. And it's the Christmas in July sale at Sunbury Hyundai as well. Great deals. So i has got a couple of days left. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Warf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, there's there have been very few positives during this pandemic, but Matt and I found one today. Back to pass, looking all the way to Titus. Pick six coming. Krieger, oh
0: touchdown! Sikkilami, Krieger, saw what I saw.
1: That in an era where we've had to do things virtually, we have both found peace and comfort in celebrating the suits' birthday virtually instead of in person.
2: <laughs> that is right.
1: Because you can go on Zoom, and you can log on and not hit the video button, and your name's there. (laughs) Doesn't mean you're there, (laughs) but it means you logged on, and your name's there.
2: (laughs) So true. Nothing like the
1: Suits birthday party during a pandemic. We played play-by-play play, cuts of his greatest moment. <laughs> moment. And we had Marilyn Monroe sing happy birthday to him. Not bad. What What more could someone ask for? <laughs> and not only that, we got the benefit of having this be a virtual celebration. I don't think I've felt this much inner peace on July 30th in a decade. <laughs> All right, let's get to the SEC. The SEC has left some interpretation here. The SEC announced today that it was going to move to a 10-game conference-only schedule for the 2020 season, according to the Atlanta Constitution and Sports Illustrated. They're going to push the start of the season to Saturday, September 26th, which was originally scheduled to be week four of the 2020 campaign. It's still not known yet how the SEC will fill fill out the additional two games on its conference-only schedule. That part we don't know. So they have to come up with two extra opponents. This means Alabama may have to actually, like... Not play play the Citadel? (laughs) They're going to have to play teams they've never played before. I mean, do you realize... Now, I know Alabama and Georgia played in the in the, big, in the SEC championship game and the national championship game. But let's take that off, the okay, because that's an extra, all right? Remember yesterday I was talking about the Big Ten schedule that uh, Mr. Kovach sent us yesterday? Or actually, he sent it to me earlier in the month and resent it yesterday. George Kovach. George, I appreciate what you did very, very much. Thank you. The... And remember when I was talking about Wisconsin? I said, well they played in twenty sixteen, but that was the Big Ten championship game. That doesn't I mean it counts in the series, but it wasn't scheduled. Do you realize that from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty, if the schedule had held, Alabama will have played in the regular season USC twice and Georgia once? about that they they have rarely played Georgia over the years Bear Bryant did not play Georgia very often so now they may I mean they're already on the schedule for this year anyway but like suddenly out of nowhere do they play Florida do they I mean they have to play Tennessee that's a crossover game but they're not going to play a plus one.
2: Yeah, and Brett McMurphy just tweeted this, Steve. SEC's decision to go with 10-game conference schedules only eliminates four SEC-ACC state rivalries. So that's Florida-Florida State, Georgia-Georgia Tech, UK and UL, and uh, USC-Clemson, along with LSU-Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, and um, Michigan State and North Carolina State.
1: Right. That, I didn't think those games were... Well, first of all, Michigan State, NC State, or whatever, was not going to take place anyway. Right. Because the Big Ten's not playing non-conference games in the regular season. But LSU, Texas, Tennessee, Oklahoma. The ACC going with the plus-one model it does. Uh, for example, Florida State and Miami can still play Central Florida or Florida Atlantic or Florida International if they want, or South Florida if they wish. Uh, Clemson can still play Coastal Carolina, Citadel if they want. Because, I mean, they talk about it has to be in-state. Georgia Tech could play, if they wish, Georgia State. And, of course, Louisville could play, for example, Eastern Kentucky. Something like that. They've got to keep it within the state, they said. Um, Auburn was going to play North Carolina. That's out. LSU-Texas out. That game was going to be Baton Rouge, Tennessee, and Oklahoma out. Uh, Now, that also means that the Big 12 has to make – I mean, the Big 12 wants to – I mean, see, they're losing games in this, the Big 12. Already, TCU has added UNLV to replace Iowa. Iowa State added Ball State this week. So the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the SEC are all going to play 10 conference games apiece. No um, non-conference games. The ACC still wants to play one non-conference game. The Big 12 says they want to play three. So there you go.
2: Speaking of the Big 12, Steve, they just canceled virtual football media days for next week.
1: It was going to be Monday.
2: Yep. Now canceled.
1: Well, they don't want us to see... It's difficult for them to be in a spot where... They're answering all these questions about what other people are doing because now they've had big changes in here. And some of the big changes include, uh, I don't know, I'd have to look at the Big 12 schedule to see what the openers are. We already know Oklahoma's playing Missouri State. And I think the Big 12 is the only one... They haven't. I mean, the Big Twelve has sort of made an announcement about what they're doing. They want to. They want. They idealistically want to play twelve games, but now you're losing with the ACC doing plus one and trying to keep it in state. That eliminates playing a Big Twelve team, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac twelve of all said conference only. So that eliminates a Big Twelve team. The Big Twelve is now losing a lot of games. They have to now rework their schedule. That's why they can't have a virtual media day because they, you know, now they have to revamp their schedule. So there, I mean, that's. That's why the Big 12 had to cancel it, because now they're looking around saying, okay, wait a minute, we may have to rework this. How do you rework it? Do you go, again, with the Big 12, the difference is you have 10 schools. So do you do 9 plus 1 to get to 10? Do you go with 9 plus 2? Or do you go with 10 and you have to play somebody twice in a season? in your conference. That's why they had to they had to postpone. When you are at the mercy of what other conferences do and and guess what? It affects what you're doing. There's your problem. I mean Texas is you know, Texas was going to play LSU. Well Texas now has an opening. This is where you know, I mean, see, Bucknell should have played. They could have cleaned up financially. You know, I'm just, kidding. just kidding.
2: Oh, the geez. joke. <sighs> uh. I just don't get Steve. Maybe this is, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong with any of this, but I, I just don't understand why the Power Five conferences can't be all in the same, in the same ideal here of just playing conference games so then when it comes to determining the college football playoffs, if you have it everybody's got an even playing field because everybody's playing 10 conference games Big 12 still trying to add stuff ACC still trying to add one
1: Well well, let me jump in on that for a second You've got the Pac-12 playing 10 the Big 10 playing 10 the SEC playing 10 and the ACC playing 10 the only difference between those four conferences right now is the ACC still has in place the plus one. So they're all playing the same number of conference games. Remember, though, the problem with the Big 12 is they've only got 10 teams, so, you, so you'd so you have to play somebody home and away to get the 10. See, You see what I'm saying here? So actually everybody's gone to the model you've talked about.
2: Right, just for just for the Big Twelve, though, uh, them trying to play twelve games that's that's where I don't I, I don't well, think that's see, a good idea. I think idea. that
1: I think that went off the boards moments ago when the SEC knocked that out.
2: Yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't see how anybody plays non-conference games anymore after what the SEC just did.
1: Oh, no, no I disagree with that. Oklahoma's going to play Missouri State, and I well, think they're going to play, the yeah. I mean, play, the play, play the game. I mean, they're you going to play the game. Iowa State's going to play Ball State. They're going to play the game. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd be as of today, unless something you know. I mean, we're on a day by day basis. All right. We're, you know, we're on a week by week basis. As I said, the goal yesterday is to play a game. And then the second goal is to play a second game. Those are the goals. Um, And for the Big 12, see, what they've done is they've lost their Power 5 scheduling ability. Thus, they can't have their virtual media day on Monday because now they have to revamp what they're doing. I mean, I don't know who's a – I mean, like, for example, I mentioned TCU uh, had a hole, so they filled it with UNLV. Okay. Okay. I mentioned Iowa State had a hole because of Iowa. They filled it with Ball State. And I think that... I mean, that's where they stand. What I find interesting about what the SEC is doing is that they're starting after everybody. I realize the South has been hit hard in recent weeks, but the numbers in the South are looking better. It also buys time with the number of people on campus. You'll find out before September 26th if you have an outbreak on your campus because everybody's coming back the last week of August. Penn State starts on August the 24th. Now, Notre Dame for example, moved up their classes. Notre Dame is starting on August 10th. So I mean Notre Dame is starting classes uh, for the fall a week from Monday with the idea that they'll wrap up the fall semester before Thanksgiving and then go on break. So they had to, the big 12 had to postpone their media day because guess what? Some of them have now lost games early in the season, and now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Do they go with a 9 plus 2? Do they go with a 9 plus 1? That way they get the 10 games. Because everybody else is playing 10 except the ACC, which right now is 11. But does the ACC now revamp and take the 11th game off the board because they've now lost... Georgia, Georgia Tech. They've now lost Clemson, South Carolina. They've lost Louisville, Kentucky, and they've lost Florida, Florida State. So, do you now take that off the board and just play ten? Or television wise, do you keep the plus one? Because I'm sure Notre Dame has no no problem finding a plus one. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment on the suit's birthday. 12th mention of the show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Trade in
0: and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. Now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors' Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on 3rd Row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to forty six fifty five. dollars Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul's. With 17 available and savings up to 4424 The demand for quality pre owned vehicles is at an all time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade-in assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model.
1: Great right to have you with us on the show today. So the Big Ten is going to go in all likelihood with ten games. They haven't announced yet what, you know, the number yet, but it seems like every report is the leanest to ten, possibly starting on September 5th. The ACC is going to go ten plus one, although that plus one had a wrench thrown in it today by the SEC because the SEC uh, – Decided that they're going to play 10 conference games and only 10 conference games in the regular season starting September 26th. So that would knock out Clemson, South Carolina, Florida, Florida State, Louisville, Kentucky, and Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, So let's see if that makes them change. The Big 12 then postponed their virtual media day because now their schedule, for example, Texas was going to play LSU in Baton Rouge. And obviously that's off the board. So, I, you know, that's why now the Big 12 has to make an adjustment. What does the Big 12 do? Do they do nine plus one? Do they do nine plus two? Because the Big 12 appeared to be on the train of attempting to play a 12-game regular season. Well, some options in that 12-game regular season have disappeared in the last 24 hours. You know, Big Ten made its decision back on July 9th, so that gave the Big 12 schools that had Big Ten schedules, since it was July 9th, it gave them plenty of time to make a phone call here and a phone call there, and you know, for example, we mentioned Iowa State came up with Ball State. So it opened that up. We may find out, may find out about the Big Ten uh, schedule as early as tomorrow. It could be as late as the middle of next week, but the the earliest we could find out about it could be tomorrow. Uh, so I would say the clock on the release of the schedule begins ticking tomorrow. And, again, it could go as late as the middle of next week. A lot of tough decisions being made. Nobody, Everybody knew this was not going to be easy. Now, if you were within the confines of the broadcast facility of Champions, a.k.a. Our radio station, you would never know any of this because it's mostly been about my Saturdays are free. What about my Fridays? Every once in a while, Matt and, and Lawrence raise their hands and say, you know, um, we have stuff to do here, too. It's almost like I'm eavesdropping on the staff meetings.
2: That about sums it up.
1: I can assure you
2: I'm not. <laughs> I feel his pain too, but it is what it is. Well,
1: it is his birthday. So from all of us, and I speak for all of you in the audience. <laughs> happy birthday, Les suit from us, including the audience to you.